Total Sports Enterprises is black and gold ready, and the athlete merchandise powerhouse at the Mall at Robinson is hosting a signing before each and every Steeler home game, and we want to see you. In fact, if you are the first union member to tweet hashtag union proud after listening to the podcast on Tuesday, you win two VIP tickets to the September 5th signing at the mall. September 15th. Oh, it's the 15th. Sorry. <laughs> that's right. And that signing is with Al, uh, Marcus Allen, uh, Boswell, Burnett, and McDonald from the Steelers. That's the first signing of the year, as you said. So head to the front of the line for one autograph from each player with thanks to Total Sports Enterprises if you, again, tweet Union Proud while you're listening to that's the right. podcast. Now and let's it's September start, 15th. September 15th. Now let's start the Jagoff podcast from the start of the Labor, Labor Day, Day Parade on uh, Wiley and Center. According to the Oxford Dictionary, the word jagoff is defined as a noun, which means a stupid, irritating, or... Here's how Pittsburghers define a word jagoff. When someone cuts you off on a parkway. Jagoff! Or someone scares the out of you. Yeah, jagoff! Or it's a term of endearment. How you been, jagoff? Everybody's Jim Crin. Hey, it's Bonnie Diver. This is Gemwell Bill. This is Mark Madden. Hi, this is Rocky Blair. I'm Jackie Kane. And this is the Jagoff Podcast. So this is the Jagoff podcast, and uh, we are we're in the middle of m- massive humanity, as they might say. Yeah, I mean it's pretty hard to kind of figure out which parking lot you need to be in amidst all the shirts. Yeah, because there's just so many different unions, and it actually gives you a sense of dedication and pride, really, on a day like this. I mean, it is 106 degrees, <laughs> right? So anyone who's wearing right. the black or the blue shirts, I feel kind of bad for because they're dark That's and right. your sweat beads are all over you. But it is pretty cool to see how much people truly. Adore this tradition. Yeah. And uh, speaking of traditions, Oktoberfest is a tradition. I baited you. I baited you. I know you did. Oktoberfest is a tradition. And we know that there are silly games and things that get played around certain bars, but there is no better Oktoberfest celebration, no real submersion like the new Oktoberfest at the Butler County Fairgrounds. What I love about it is it's brand new. It's going to be, this is year one, so we can't say annual yet, but it will, we can guarantee that it will become an annual. Right. Because there's they're really putting the attention to the details. They're focusing on what it's like in Germany and what the real customs and traditions are, and they're trying to base all of the activities around that. I love it. Yep. Plus, kids are free. They want this to be a family event. Yes, that's right. That's right. So, so uh, now, if you're listening to the Jagoff <laughs> podcast for the first time, you know that you can listen to us on Google Music, Google Play Music. You can listen Stitcher. to us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio. You can now listen to us on Spotify and every Tuesday on Yajagoff.com. And, and every Thursday. Every Thursday. On the River's Edge at 10 a.m. That's right. The only 24-hour internet radio station uh, in Pittsburgh. So the, that's, that's what we have now. We talk about sometimes what was on the blog this week, right? That's right. And uh, I'm trying to think of what was on the blog. <laughs> well, I know we talked about how there was a spotting with um, some right. celebrities. Tom Hanks was here this week. Um, Sophia Vergara was here with Joe Manganiello. Joe Manganiello, yeah. yeah. right. So, and all of that missed while we were out taking pictures of Park, people, parking. people parking. Yes, yeah. we completely missed uh, missed the ball here. So, so that is uh, this is the Jagoff podcast, and uh, all along you're going to hear some Oktoberfest music because we want to get in the mood because the end of the month, the Oktoberfest, which is our sponsor this week, is uh, is going to be and coming up next is going to be taking place at the end of the month. So, uh, right after this music, you're going to hear our host of the Oktoberfest. That's right. Microphone, and we'll have you. We'll just have you. Did you move it? Thank you. 
based on the brewing club okay, for great. Munich. That's weird. Okay. Cool. No, I'm sorry. Like the expert with the, the Munich brewing law. Okay. I direct awesome. those questions towards Bela. So, okay. Bela, can I have you count one to ten, please? One, two, three, four, five, six. And go ahead. One, two, three, four. Perfect. Everybody's good. So, it's going to be a little hard for you to hear them, right? But we'll be good, right? Try not to yell. That's impossible. Ooh, seriously. Okay. So we are listening to uh, Oktoberfest music and getting in the mood. While we're at the Labor Day Parade, we're getting in the mood for the end of the month, which is Oktoberfest, the very first time a real submersible, submersed you like that word. environment, yes, of an Oktoberfest. And, uh, and we have some guests here. Are you German at all? I am. I'm, I'm part German, part Irish. Yeah, same. Yeah. I'm a little bit German. But I grew too, up in an Irish be. church, so the German part. But I do like German food way more than no. I like because it's carbs. It's carbs. True <laughs> story. <pancakes>. True story. <laughs> and I do not like split pea soup or anything like right, that. So. Right. That's funny. Yeah. So who are our guests? So Jessica Rand, you are in charge of the uh, and and Bela, pronounce your last name for me. Pater. Oh, Pater. Okay. okay. All right, cool. So, anyways, welcome to the podcast. So, Jessica, this is kind of cool because the first thing out is, is that you're not even original Pittsburgh, but you are submersed into Pittsburgh. And then on top of that, you're submersing everybody into the very first Oktoberfest at the Butler County Fair, right? So, tell us a little bit. How do you get to Pittsburgh? And then how do you get the Butler setting up an Oktoberfest? Well... I actually moved here about six years ago from Texas. My husband is a native Pittsburgher. Okay. I couldn't so, tell that you were from Texas. Uh, so you guys are stuck with me. You're stuck with me. We love it. So um, I've been doing events for over 20 years um, for charities, community centers, churches, things like that. Um, so I'm in, I have a background in insurance. I was helping with some other events locally and came up with this idea. Um, then I reached out to Bela and um, the vice president of his club, Joe, and we collaborated um, there. We pulled them on board to help with the cultural aspect of Oktoberfest so that I didn't turn this into another fall festival because I'm great at fall festivals. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I think just the fact, like John said in the beginning, you know, it's you really are paying attention to what the authentic type of Oktoberfest are. Now, we definitely want to talk to, to Bela, but from your perspective, why an Oktoberfest? I felt like I've been to several Oktoberfest in the United States, and it's not something that we do on a large scale in Pittsburgh. Right. And typically, everything that Pittsburgh does, they do on a large scale. Yes. So, I just, um, again, I was collaborating with Bela and Joe, and we thought it was a good idea and a good time to bring it to Pittsburgh. So, the rest is history. Go. And I think you've said it a couple times on talks that we've had prior to the podcast, obviously, where you say, I don't want people to think this is just a beer fest, right? While that plays a part, and we can talk to Bela about that, it's not the focal point. Absolutely. What, what is it about it? Is it the family atmosphere that kind of drew, drew you to it? Well, and my husband and I have a large family, so we have five children. Um, and all of the Oktoberfest I've been to in the United States, the, of course there are breweries and things that are adult only, but a lot that I've grown up going to have been kid-friendly. Um, and the more I reach, research the Oktoberfest in Munich, it's kid-friendly too. So um, we just wanted to be able to do something to where families could come, spend the day, and it be affordable, which is why we're not going to charge for children under the age of 18. Right. So Love it. That's awesome. So, Bela, let's get you in here. 
We understand that you did your Ph.D. over in Germany, so clearly you've been to an Oktoberfest or two, would that we say? <laughs> yes, for sure. <laughs> I, I, my little town I lived in, in Bavaria was south of Munich. Okay. So going to the Munich Oktoberfest was a part of the culture when you live there, so... Now I'm going, ask, I'm going to ask about the stupidest question right now on the no entire podcast. No question is a stupid question. Will, but if there's a stupid one, it comes from me. Like, are you German, or did you just find the German culture interesting? Well, my grandparents are immigrants, so okay. they're Hungarian and German. Okay. So when I, uh, I'm a church musician by trade. It's my profession. Okay. So I studied music in Germany. And um, the church I worked for was German Catholic. Ah, So okay. even though I did a lot of Hungarian stuff, but my German side, they're like, they sucked me right in. And, you know, 25 years later, I'm president and do all the coordinating and all the events. Okay. It's based in Millville. Oh, okay. I love that you say, really? We're yeah. in Millville. Uh, we used to be called St. Anthony's Church, oh, but yeah. now it's Holy Spirit. Yeah. We, we were formed there in 1972, and they've been doing uh, Bavarian events throughout Pittsburgh That's region awesome. for many years. I know exactly where it is. I went to Mount Alvernia High School. Okay, yeah. How funny. Oh, wow, small world. Every third podcast, that comes right. up. No, it and doesn't. Pretty soon she's going to tell you she was oh. on a cruise and she was in I was Europe. in the Czech yeah. Republic this year, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's my claim to fame. Uh, I don't think we'll, hockey. just so you know, as a side note, I don't think we'll ever get Rachel to go over there because she did not have a good time not being in the United States while she was over no. there. But she was wasn't it the in language Germany. barrier or what was the? Um, it was the language barrier for sure. It was, we were in Prague, which was much more developed and much more it was touristy right but then we took a three-hour train ride to parov which is actually pronounced Chirov, and it was truly like do you remember the tv show perfect strangers yes belki bartokamas yes. that's what it was like <laughs> <laughs> so you know they weren't fond of americans and that's okay um we were in their country and we did the best we could so talk about a little bit about the German culture. I was there for like three days once uh, for work, and it really I thought it, I found it really interesting that you know here in the United States we learn English. Sometimes we go take French class. Sometimes we go take Spanish class or whatever in high school, but over there English is a main subject. And um, why is it, what is it about? And their culture seems. I don't know. I guess much more diligent. I know we're, you know, they're noticed for, uh, noted for engineering and things like that. What it is about the German culture that they know they feel like they have to adopt the United, the English language as well as they're so detail oriented? Or am I stereotyping? Well, I, I think it's a little both because okay. uh, almost all German schools learn English also as they go through every grade, but they also learn many languages. Depends what, where you live in Germany. I mean, if you live close to the French border, you're going to learn French, English, and German. Depends really which, by which state. There are 16 states in Germany. Uh -huh. So it depends, like, you do Bavaria, the Rhineland, where do you live? Mm -hmm. So, but it's just part of their culture. Yeah. And have yeah. you helped with other, bringing that kind of thought and that kind of tradition, have you helped with other Oktoberfests around here? And kind yeah, my, of what? My little Bavarian club, the Isertaler, has our yearly Oktoberfest with Holy Spirit in Millville. Uh -huh. oh, but okay. we we dance at many church and brewery Oktoberfest all through the... I mean, I love it. yesterday we were in Cleveland dancing at the big Oktoberfest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I kept so saying Columbus, around. sorry. <laughs> Wrong C. <Yeah. laughs> That's next weekend. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so let's talk about the, the, fine, uh, the finer points of what's happening at this Oktoberfest because this Oktoberfest, as we've said, is like no other Oktoberfest that, that's been put on in the Pittsburgh area. So talk about what the traditions are that... Will be upheld. Well, I mean, it's it, it's like based on the Munich Oktoberfest, which it goes back to 1810. It was it was a wedding feast of the king and queen okay. of Bavaria of Munich, and they had a three day festival, which over the years has turned into a three week festival in Munich today. 
It always starts in the end of September, the third Sunday in September, with a big fest parade and the opening and the keg tapping. And it goes three weeks in Munich through Oct- the first week in October. Okay. okay, so first question. Is it true that the keg tapping has to happen in order to be traditional by a mayor? Usually, yes. Okay. Not always, but usually. We learned that from usually. you, Jessica, yeah. but then I was doing some research usually, last like, night. For instance, I like that. How she was starting to claim that. She, no, she no, no, no. She was starting to claim that as her own Google searching, but then she gave you credit. <laughs> Go ahead. So usually. Usually it's a dignitary. Usually the mayor or someone higher. And, you know, in some, some areas it's the state representative or whoever. Okay. okay. So it's a dignitary. True. Why, why isn't it the brewmaster or who, you know. Well, because a lot of brewmasters will have a, an annual keg tapping once a month. Like if you go to the oh. Wolfroy house. So they have the, the a monthly okay. keg tapping. So Okay, I got but you. But like and the so, most important one, they get try to get the, the big cheese of the city or whoever. Sure, sure. So like one of us would do it at some point? Awesome. <laughs> you certainly could. <laughs> that was a good answer. And Jessica, we had, since we have you sitting in the hot sun, what uh, well, like, we'll come back to you. Just what other traditions? I know you talked about the, the horse racing was part of one, but you're not going to have horse racing. You're going to have... We're going to have Dots and Dash. So Wiener Dog Races have replaced the original Munich horse races. Seems like it should. Yes, yeah. I think it's appropriate. So um, we're going to have that on Saturday. We'll have um, a animal or pet costume contest. So I'm really hoping we get some unique unique pets. I'm hoping a little piggy shows up or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you Rachel is a dog mom, and your dog Tanner would come along. No. We no. bring Tanner. <laughs> <laughs> no. Let's See, just uh, fast forward that part. <laughs> uh, so, all right, so we have the wiener dog uh, race. Go ahead. Pet costume contest. Yep. Yep. We'll have a full amusement area. Again, children are free. Yeah. So we'll have rides. We're going to have a lot of games. Um, we have Yardsy and Giant Jenga and Cornhole. Um, we're going to have a Cornhole tournament on Saturday night that helps benefit Toys for Pittsburgh Tykes. Um, and, oh, by the way, the wiener dog races and um, the dog costume contests are going to benefit the Butler County Humane Society. Oh, cool. Wow. So they're also going to have animals there that you can come um, look at. And if you'd like to adopt any of them, you can go back to the Humane Society and follow up with them on the process. Um, what else? Lots of German dancers, German food, of course, German beer. We'll have a great selection, though. We'll have a lot of American foods, a uh, nice variety, um, lots of craft and retail vendors. Okay. Um, we're also going to have the Glockenspiel. Bela, I'll let you talk about that. Yeah, let's talk about that because I looked at the pictures online. It's awesome. It's a live Glockenspiel. Yep. Yeah. So explain if I so actually. The Glockenspiel yep. is, I mean, means like a toy clock, mm-hmm. but in the German culture, it also has turned into like acting skits out on the hour, calling the hour. Oh, I didn't know that. They'll okay. come out, the dancers and performers will come out and perform fun little skits for about 10 minutes or so every hour on the hour. I love it. Fun little things that are both German and American culture, you know, making fun of things and being serious about things. But just, yeah. it's, it's a lot of good entertainment. That's well, great. What's the history behind the Glockenspiel? Well, it, it's a Munich Rathaus in, in, in Marienplatz, the square in Munich. There's a big... The, the, the Rathaus is the town hall, and they have a glockenspiel right in the middle that's mechanical that comes out certain hours and plays music, and they these little f- figurines act out things. I so love this, it. This is a theme, you know, like theme improv. and variations on that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's pretty cool. Uh-huh. So I know the age-old question, um, and I guess let's let's ask it for everybody. But why is an Oktoberfest in the end of September? Well, as I said earlier, the Oktoberfest begins on the third Sunday right. of September right. through October. The, so the anniversary it, of the King and Queen is October 12th. But years ago, it, it must have snowed in Munich. 
in October because it's close to the Alps Mountains. So they start moving it earlier and earlier. So now the kickoff is mid-September through the first full week of... So it's the length of the celebration. Correct. Well, here in America, uh-huh. Octoberfest is like August through November. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We've Americanized well, everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. You know. That's okay. So it's a lot of fun. You and know. we take credit for it, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting. I mean, so many Americans have some kind of German blood. Sure. Yeah. You know, right. I mean, and we're all Heinz 57s in a way. Right. But, I mean, you look at, I mean, even a lot of the uh, normal foods we eat, we're like Frankfurters, we're hot dogs. Yeah. A lot of our normal food staples have been are German. Mm-hmm. We just Americanized them 200 years ago. Yeah, you yeah. Know, so right. it's interesting. A lot of the culture. I mean, yeah. in some of the cities, they have that huge von Steuben Day parade because he was the general who helped Washington win the war from the Brits. Oh, really? You know, so New York wow. and Chicago, they have this huge parade. You know, for German Americans. Yeah. You know, so it's really neat. It's a neat culture that so Definitely. often that the Germans have assimilated so much into the American culture that. We're just part of us, that we're German, we're American, we're all here. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. Wow. What about, like, German food? Can you talk about that a little bit? Oh, like, for so, I mean, so many people already know the bratwurst. Yeah. You know, or schnitzel. Everyone loves schnitzel. A nice pounded pork cutlet or yeah. veal cutlet. Depends what area. Yeah. I'm sure you've heard of Wiener schnitzel. Yep. And that means a schnitzel from Wien, and Wien is Vienna. Oh. So it's a certain version. So people just think Wiener schnitzel always means veal. It doesn't have to. That's why sometimes you have to read on a menu, is it a veal? Schnitzel or is it pork okay. schnitzel? Yeah. Oh, okay. And uh, spatzel. Spatzel, yeah. Spatz. Okay. Yeah. See, I'll, I'll mess it up. Really. Yeah, yeah. Are potato pancakes? No, no. They're they're little little noodle egg noodle dumplings. Yes. But are potato pancakes part of the German as oh, well? Oh, for sure. Because yeah. they were sort of in the. I know you, you can go to a uh, an international festival, food festival, and you right. can get potato pancakes at the German booth, but you can also get them, it seems, they're called latkes in... in Correct. And yeah. Many of the Europeans have similar foods okay. because, you know, you travel the borders. Okay. But German potato pancakes are a certain style compared to other yeah. nationalities. It's usually ground-up potatoes and a little bit of onion in it and spices. Yeah. So it depends what... And again, it's also regional in Germany, what they're right. like. Okay. Now, this is going to be a contest, right, where you What's have that? to hold your... You have to hold the mug out, right? Yeah, your the Stein hoisting yeah. challenge to see who can hold the stein out the longest that's yes. full of a liter of beer without bending your elbow. Without I love bending, it. Oh and it's a way harder than it looks. Yeah, oh, I can't. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure it is, yeah. I'm sure. Now, what about some of the beer? Can you talk about that? Like, how well, did that kind of come to be? Like, what selection of beers you have? That well, kind of you know, thing? From hundreds of years ago, and I, I forget the year in the 1500s, German had this purity law called the Reinheitsgebot. And what that was, it was the German beer purity law that they could only use three ingredients in beer. And also, which is kind of more crass, there are certain days when they were about to brew beer that you weren't allowed to pee in the stream because no they way. were going to, they wanted clean water to be. <laughs> that is beer. so great. Yeah. Tell Colin that one. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> wow. That's so really neat about the, the diligence of, of that this is the way it's going to be. These are the three things. Wow. Hops and, you know, water just like, creates such a beautiful lager beer or the different wheat beers so our beer so are going to be several companies well are we of the there are big six in munich there are six big breweries, breweries and in munich they're only allowed to have those breweries at, at Oktoberfest. Oh, they have okay. to be brewed within the they city have, limits right, they have to be exactly the beer company has to be in the city limits mm-hmm. of munich so oh, we selected one of those big six so we'll have paul on 
We'll have their Oktoberfest and their Hefeweizen at Oktoberfest. But we'll also have Miller Lite and um, we'll have Penn Brewery, their Oktoberfest, the local brewery here. Um, we have a, a few other small breweries. Recon will be here with us um, in, there in Butler County. Again, we'll have Miller Lite. We'll have Crispin Cider. So we'll have a nice variety. If you, But we encourage you to try Polliner. If you haven't already tried one of the Munich brands, we'd encourage you to do so um, when you come hang out with us. I love it. Is it a stereotype again or a misnomer that beer is uh, served warm in Germany? or is it? Cold? Oh, no. It, cold cellar temperature, room temperature. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, like, bring your own koozie just in case? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> BYOC? Okay. <laughs> right. So let's sum things up here. First of all, we're going to have an awesome Oktoberfest. And the reason I should drive from Pittsburgh up to Butler County Fairgrounds is, one, because it's a family t- good, uh, it's a good family time, but there will be no other Oktoberfest like this particular o- Oktoberfest. Is that right, Jessica? You're absolutely correct. Yeah. Not in our region, no. Well, and let's make it clear. So the admission fee covers all of the activities that you mentioned. And all the entertainment. But then the beer and food would be separate, right? Absolutely. Okay. So there are a few things, though, like um, to enter in the um, Dots and Dash. That's a $5 donation to Butler County Humane Society. Gotcha. Toys for Pittsburgh Tykes is also doing their cornhole tournament to raise money for um, their charity. They'll have a $5 entry free. But besides that, there are going to be a lot of free games, entertainment, things like that for you to come spend the day and enjoy yourself um, on on a nice family budget. And with it being charitable, $5 would be your suggestion. But if anybody wanted to donate more, that's fine as well, correct? Absolutely. Okay. And we can't forget about all the awesome entertainment we have. We have several yep. Pittsburgher bands and German-American bands that are going to be playing throughout the weekend, as well as we have different Bavarian dance groups from our tri-state region coming to perform. It's all on our website. I love it. You yeah. can see the whole schedule. Yeah. And yeah. what's the website? www.octoberfestpitt.com. And Oktoberfest spelled with a K. I was ah, just going to say that. Yes. Did you see I was jumping in there? I know. I saw Perfect. it. Perfect. I was like, hey. That's Cool. Now, uh, before, well, to get ready because Rachel has a question of the day here coming up here. But uh, just one. So on Twitter and Instagram, Jessica, it's all Oktoberfest with a K P I T T. Is that right? You got it. We'll yes. put all the links in the show notes. If you're listening to this and you're on your treadmill or whatever you're doing, uh, don't worry about it. Don't try to make notes. Don't fall off the treadmill or whatever yeah. you're doing. Go go to the show notes and the links. And uh, is is it? There's an early ticket sale cutoff, as a matter of fact, for a discount. Yes, there is. So September 16th is the deadline for early bird ticket sales. We also are going to have a VIP area. So the price goes up on our VIP, um, and our early bird general admission pricing goes up on September 16th as well. Cool. Perfect. So, you know, we hemmed and hawed with so much creativity on what we were going to ask the question of the day. Is it parade-based? Is it October-based? I say we just come right out and ask, what's your favorite beer? I like it. Yeah. So what's I your like favorite it. beer, Jessica? It's, oh, it's so a, Bela and Joe have helped me become like a connoisseur beer drinker. Okay. So I'm not a connoisseur yet. They're working on it. Okay. They're, okay. they're working on lo- lots of things with Jess. And, <laughs> but, um, that sounds like something that's really It's a work in progress. Yeah. It is, it's it's going to be a <laughs> few time. years. It's going to be a few years. But they're committed. Um, gosh, I don't know. I, I guess I'm going to have to say the Paul Honor Hefeweizen right now. Well, that's a good wheat beer. Or the, or the Pilsner. Um, okay. But I've probably been drinking it more often just because they're going to be at Oktoberfest. Yeah. So gotcha. that's that's the flavor of the okay. the year for Jess. Okay. But the Oktoberfest beer is a special brew 
Yeah, it's, okay. a, it's a Meritzen, so yeah. it's a special brew for Oktoberfest. It's a nice mm-hmm. amber beer. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And uh, Bela, your favorite beer? Well, I love Paul Honor. I love Hocker Shore and Spot and all the big Munich ones. But usually when I'm at the German club I sing with, the Teutonia in the north side, yeah. Spaten is my go-to. Okay. okay. It's really nice. Gotcha. So before we go on, as we lead into some Oktoberfest music, uh, why don't you give, uh, Rachel has written down some German uh, that I won't even come close to pronouncing here on our notes, so let's go ahead and give a, a warm welcome, you know, come to Oktoberfest in, in German. Uh, herzliche Willkommen zum Oktoberfest Pittsburgh. Nice. His accent changed even. How cool is that? I know, yeah. I want to have a fake accent. <laughs> <laughs> Just change all, all, all your W's to V's and you're good to go. Nothing would be worse <laughs> than talking Yinzer, so I'm so happy that you did it. Yeah, but, <laughs> but Yinzer, though, is, is the Pittsburgh pride. No, you know, no. Like we don't talk Yinzer on here. I hate it. <laughs> good oh, job. <laughs> my gosh. we must, It's easier to talk politics with Rachel than it is to talk about <laughs> Pittsburghese. Yeah, it's way easier. Yeah, it's story, just way more passionate. Well, thanks again for coming on Jessica well, thanks for having thank us. you so yeah, much we appreciate it you. we will be seeing you guys up at the Oktoberfest yeah uh, and, and uh, I was going to say stay tuned because we're going to do some fun videos and yeah. we're going to do a couple other interviews with people about the Oktoberfest from now until the end so mm-hmm. make sure you're following them cool Oktoberfest here at the Labor Day Parade and actually it's been a long time since I've been at a Labor Day Parade and thanks to Local 2 for having us. We sat there, we had a couple of burgers and watched you guys wow. get ready. Tell us a little bit about John said he sat around while you guys organized well, and worked and ate burgers. Thing. <laughs> I can't believe he said that to me but... I'll edit, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> no, so tell us a little bit about Jim, Jim, Jim Cassidy, Kim Cassidy from Local 2 Aww. and tell us a little bit about the Labor Day Parade, the history I know I have 32 years and I've been coming since as far as I can remember. I hate to say that I have 32 years, but I do. Um, so we'll show your pictures so they know how good looking you are. Uh, uh, yeah, life after 54, I guess. But every year we have a great, for a smaller local, we always have a great turnout. We have guys that come out and volunteer to work on the floats. I have a wife, Kim, here. And uh, business agent Timmy McManus and his wife Joyce, they go over and above to get things ready, get water pop, float ready, keep people in line, hand out shirts. Um, and what's that chaos like? So obviously it takes a woman to do that part, but what is the chaos of them coming in at all different times? How do you kind of manage that? Um, well, I do that a lot with work, but I love it. I love supporting Jim coming to the parade. Um, meeting the guys, the people he works with. It's just, Local 2 is very family-oriented, and it shows at the parade. You see tons of little ones, you know, so it's great. The chaos is good. Good, good. <laughs> good chaos is, be- is better good chaos. chaos. I, I don't like chaos, but that's why I have her. She, if it wasn't for her, I probably wouldn't be here. People, people would have voted me out three years ago. That's not true. She keeps you right. you have to do aw. What does Local 2 and the insulators do? What's your specialty? Uh, Mechanical insulation. So we work at, you know, hospitals, schools, nuclear plants, the 
EPA chemicals plant that's coming up, all the new powerhouses, we, we make sure that the mechanical insulation is installed properly. We have a four-year apprenticeship program, 150 apprentices, and looking to take more. So, Kim, what do you see when you see like younger kids like Jim when he was, what, 30 years ago, right? When you see them come into the apprentice and you know that they're – I mean, nothing bad about going to college, but we also know that going to college increases your debt and things like that, right? And what do you see as far as when the younger people come out of Apprentice? Um, well, I can say, speaking for us, we have four kids and none of them went to college. Two of them are in an apprenticeship right now. Uh, I only see good things. I work in schools. I always tell kids, college is not made for everybody. And, you know, these kids start their lives with a pension, with health benefits. You know, they're not starting with $50,000 in debt. So it's it's pretty exciting. I, I tell kids all the time, you know, the trade mother's standpoint and the, the fact that you guys are a part of the union. And I have to say, just hockey talk yesterday among parents, they were talking about Montour in particular is now starting to push the trades and say, you know what, when we do these fairs where we bring educators in, we have to get into the habit of bringing in trades trade people as well so i like that that it's not just a trend it seems to be happening no, no there's there's so many jobs around here to be had you just they need to know how to look for them and the schools need to help them go in that direction so the trades are really trying i know the beaver county trades jim they're all trying to get in the schools to talk to the kids because there's it's just a no-brainer apprenticeship is first and foremost what we have to protect and uh, we have to have jobs for these people when they come in. We, if we promise them that they're going to have a good job, we got to have it for them. So uh, four years apprenticeship, it is post-secondary education. You don't come in and you don't get pushed through. You have to work to, to get it. But you also have to, just because you're in a union, I want people to realize that's not, you're not, you're not going to slack off. We need to promote this. We need our people to be professional and work hard. And when they're out in the field, represent us. Well, ours, we won't be working. So they do a good job of that. Our instructors for the apprenticeship are awesome, and uh, they're great teachers. And they're people right out of the field like us. Cool. Jim, Kim Cassidy, we have a question of the day for the podcast, Wait, actually. Is there some kind of, like, tag? Like, are you J-Kim or K-Jim now? I never thought about that. Just be Kim. It could just be Kim. So what's your question of the so we day? We always have a question of the day to kind of tie everybody in. And obviously we had the Oktoberfest people on because they are union. They're from a different union as well, 1058. And they are promoting families and how they want families to come to Oktoberfest because it's not just about drinking beer. So, yeah, I know. So, but the question of the day <laughs> is what is your go-to beer um, in honor of the Oktoberfest? It was always Miller genuine draft but then i did switch to iron city beer wow but then i had to quit drinking it was too strong yeah. for me <laughs> neither of us drink so i'd say diet pepsi oh, <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. Uh, yeah. nice cool so, you could have said root beer root well thanks for being on the podcast Thank you. thanks for your help thanks for helping promote us It's a little bit of a condensed version of the Yajagov podcast this week, but 
We wanted to at least acknowledge all of our labor friends for the parade and, of course, start the uh, ball rolling on the Oktoberfest that's going to be at the Butler Fairgrounds at the end of September. Right. And before we get to Oktoberfest, don't forget, next week we'll be at the Pittsburgh Irish Festival. We'll be there with a Total Sports Enterprise auction. And uh, we'll be there for three days, seven, eight, nine, recording the podcast, 11 o'clock Saturday. So come out. Tony Norman will be one of our guests. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, from the from the PG Post-Gazette. Uh, so anyways, that's, as you said, Labor Day version. We're wrapping up early. LD version. And sorry yeah. for the audio on Kim and Jim Cassidy because we were literally running through the parade grabbing them. In 98 degree weather, running. Right. So, right. bad for us while you're so, listening. So thanks again to, uh, to Jessica and um, the Oktoberfest folks. The Oktoberfest folks. And it's folks, what? Yeah. Oktoberfest Pittsburgh. That's right. Oktoberfest P I T T, mm-hmm. actually. And of course, special thanks to Bela Pater for being a part of the podcast today as well. Um, and thanks to uh, Local 2 for letting us hang out at their uh, at their parade booth today. And thanks to 1058 for helping us uh, pass be a out part some of the, of the yeah. coupons as well. And to Steve Mazza, who's actually with the Carpenters. Yep. Union, who um, organizes this as well and let us be a part of it. That's it. So uh, see you at the uh, Pittsburgh Irish Festival Saturday. And uh, Total Sports Enterprises is black and gold ready. And the Athlete Merchandise Powerhouse at the Mall at Robinson is hosting a signing for each Steeler home game. And we want to see you. In fact, if you're the fine... Excuse me. In fact, if you're the first union member to tweet hashtag union proud after listening to the podcast on Tuesday, you win two VIP tickets to the September 15th signing at the mall with Alan Boswell, Burnett and McDonald. Head to the front of the line for one autograph from each player with special thanks to Total Sports Enterprise. Musik im Wiesenzelt, ein Himmel, Reißwurst, Rad.